Hello. What up, Trey? What's up? We waiting on Calvin. All right. What you been up to? Nothing. None? Mm-hmm. You ain't got no school or class stuff you be doing? Online right now. Calvin. Finest, Trey. What's good, man? What's up? We got the squad. Yes, sir, we do. Yes, sir. Have you been good this week? Man, I've been great this week, man. Uh, like I said, started that new job last week. Second week going strong. So, you know, just learning everything I can at the moment right now. So, we good. We good. That's what's up. Yes, sir. Bro, I just bought a new mic. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's getting it's getting it's getting official. It's getting spooky. In I here. got one of like some fancy like, you know, if you ever watch like a podcast on like YouTube, maybe have them fancy mics. Yeah, you got one I, of them. Yeah, I got. It comes in tomorrow. Oh, oh, I thought you're using it right now. Nah, no, it comes. I ordered it today, but uh, it comes what, in tomorrow. What is it like? What type of like mic is it? like? What's the brand of it? Oh, I don't remember the brand. I just on Amazon looking at a bunch of different stuff. I'll send you a picture of it. Okay, cool, man. Cool, cool. What's good with you, Trey? What's new? How's football doing? Uh, we're currently currently. Yeah, quarantined. bro, they shut down independent. So, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Hold up. How did I not hear anything about this? <laughs> like what? Like so? So tell me the details. So, it started like there wasn't that literally like a couple people getting quarantine, then like pretty much the whole school was quarantine. <laughs> so <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but dude, it's just they should have just made everything online, just all online for the whole year, like because this is this this is the stuff that happens, you know, when you know you try to do face to face. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, we got we got a, a a thick podcast today. Yes, sir. But look, let me start off with this announcement. So everybody know it's spooky season, right? And you know, finest doesn't do spooky. For those of y'all that don't know me, I don't do I don't do that scary shit. I don't do Halloween. I do not like Halloween. I don't do scary movies. I don't do nothing spooky. So look, I've been telling people at work. Cause I, cause, cause Halloween's on a on a Saturday, and I work Saturday night. I ain't got no time for no bullshit. Going to somebody's house now. I ain't got no time for no bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm a, look. <laughs> why? Out of every, well, why Halloween, man? bro? I don't, don't, I don't do that scary it. bullshit. I don't, I don't mess with it at all. So <laughs> if I'm trying to deliver a pizza and somebody trying to scare me, we're gonna have a problem. We're gonna have a, <laughs> they not getting we're that gonna pizza. Have a big problem. I'm a, I'm a reactive type person. So if you come out and try to scare me, you too close, you get hit. Like you don't catch a swing. This is off. That's off a straight uh, reaction. <laughs> so let, I let feel you on that. I, I like I like Halloween, but I'm not the type of person that likes to get scared no, I, either. I so I, I feel you on that. But yeah. <laughs> so man. That ancestry came in. Oh yeah, <laughs> tell us the deets. That ancestry came in, man. Uh, so 
it's I didn't think it would take I didn't think I'd get the results back this quick because it said uh six to eight weeks and then you know I woke up last night at like in the middle of the night got a notification saying that it was ready so y'all ready to hear it <laughs> you Irish bro I'm just gonna go down it dude because I'm kind of shook with some of this stuff but so obviously okay I'm gonna go down the line first one 39% Nigerian. Okay. Figure. Figure. See that. Is it West Nigerian 30... or just Nigerian? What does it say? It it just I got I'll send you a picture of the uh little uh diagram how it has it set up and everything. Uh because it just has like the whole like the whole uh map of the world, like the continents yeah. and everything. And then wherever you're from, like wherever ethnicity you're from, it kind of like draws like an outline of the border of like whatever country and it color coordinates it uh just based on uh you know, where you're right. from and everything. So 39% Nigerian, 33% Cameroon, Congo, and West Western people. So that's basically like, uh, that's basically close to like the, uh, the left side, the Western part of uh, Africa, right. the Western Southwest. Uh, then we got uh, Togo, which I've never heard of. Which is basically is kind of like the uh, I guess a little part of Africa, like on the uh, western side by the sea, by the Atlantic, um, and then six percent Scottish. Ooh, what Scottish? <laughs> I've never that 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 definitely can't be on my mom's side because that's 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 just not that has to be on my dad's side. It has to be two percent Wales, two percent Mali. 2% Ivory Coast Ghana, 2% European Jewish. Oh, my boy Calvin Jewish. <laughs> uh, and then 1% Indigenous American. So I guess Indian. Everybody got Indian now in the nowadays. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, man. Uh that the 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 Scott the Scottish is kind of tripping me out a little bit. I want to dive in a little bit more to that because I know that's not on my mom's side. I know that has to be on my dad's side. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Very interesting, uh, to say the least. Uh, just a little quick announcement, man, uh, for the people that are looking for new haircuts or new barbers. I'm telling you, Classical Sports Barbershop uh, in downtown Franklin, Tennessee, right across from uh, Starbucks. Is that Sweet CC's downtown still there? Uh, on the corner? I I drove past it today, and I didn't even bother looking right. So it possibly could be there. I'm not too for sure. And plus, I don't really go to Sweet CC's unless you in town. So That's my <laughs> shit. <laughs> but no, man, if y'all really looking for a new barber, hit up my man, Tony. Uh, Tony Steele, he's a great barber. That's who I go to. Uh, does a phenomenal job. So, you know, if you're looking for somebody, hit him up. He'll get you right. Yeah. Yeah, um, I went to him when I had the fro. And then I, he was actually the one that did my dreads when I got him started. Oh, yeah, so I was, I yeah. was there all the time. Yeah, man, I had the I had the Jimmy Butler cut last week, so I had to get it all cut off. So I'm over here just with a, a fade now. So I ain't got the hair no more. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I posted on my Instagram about some books that I've been reading because I just been getting into um, uh, you know, reading lately for some reason. I don't know why. I just, just I guess just the past time, but uh. I picked up these books. I don't know if you heard of them, Finest. Uh, the Art of War, 
Invisible Man, and then the subtle art of not giving a f. No, some books that were kind of recommended to me. Uh, yeah, man, I'm actually kind of really interested in getting into the art of war because uh, it's based on uh, the Chinese uh, military and everything. Kind of just giving, uh, you know, just the their, the aspect of their warfare um, explains, like, you know, their Chinese military weapon strategy, ranks, and discipline too. Uh, it's a really interesting book. And then the Invisible Man. Have you heard of that? Uh, no, I haven't. Actually, I think I've heard of okay. it, but I know nothing about it. Okay, so basically, um, it's based in the uh, the early 1920s. Uh, it's ba- it, it, it's talking about the racial issues of African Americans. Uh, just in the 20th century, it dives so like there's so many different like. Uh, topics and things that they talk about from like the little um by the back of the book you know how it kind of gives you like the uh overview right. of it and then i did a little research on myself but uh not on myself but about the book on myself there's a lot of different sections in the book and everything that i think is really interesting just about you know just social issues and intellectual issues uh just in the 19 the early uh 20th century the last one the subtle art of not giving a f is is a read that a lot of people have told me about, and I I don't know why I procrastinated on getting the book for so long, but I finally did. Basically, it's uh, a book that Mark Manson uses his personal experience to illustrate how his life struggles off, uh, often gives it more, gives life more meaning, right. basically. So, so I mean that I mean that in itself. I mean I don't know what that entails and everything. So that's why I'm really you know, interested in reading that one. I just don't know which one to read first. I think I'm going to start with the, the, I don't know, man, maybe the art of war or the subtle art of not giving a F. I don't know, but I'm going to read all of them, man. And I'll give you guys a little update too, when I finish it in my, uh, my, uh, critique or, you know, summary of the book. Right. I, thought of it, I so. need to, I need to get back to reading. I used to read every night before bed, but now I'd be so tired and I work so much and I read when I have time to read, I'm reading for my dissertation in school because so, I do a ton of reading. So I've gotten away from reading like books. Mm-hmm. But, definitely, definitely, man. I think and the thing that got me really back into it because uh, I read uh, the Gucci Man book. Uh, very, very interesting book. Uh, it talks about, you know, just his background you know about his uh legal issues you know when he went to jail and how he basically transferred formed into like a different person you know the life lessons he learned uh while he's in jail right. and stuff which is pretty, pretty pretty interesting you know coming from somebody that you know that had it you know street life and everything like that too so it's a great book good reads you know if anybody want to borrow the book from me you know i'll obviously let you read it and everything but i just got to get it back <laughs> so that's what's up so let me tell you this story that happened this past <laughs> last Friday, past weekend. To Walmart. So I went to I went to Wally World. So your boy shops at Walmart because I'm born on a budget, so I got to get the cheapest option possible. So yeah, uh, half the story is kind of boring, but it, you know I had a good. Uh, so I'm in the I'm in line. I'm in line right to check out. I'm wearing a Venom shirt. <laughs> And so this old lady saw it, and you know me, she was big into superheroes, so we just got to talking for like 15, because the line was moving slow, it wasn't going nowhere. So we just got talking for 15 minutes just about Marvel stuff, so it was cool, and I was like, okay, you know, nice little lady, 
cool, cool, cool. So, you know, yeah, there's that. Now, fast forward to five minutes later, I'm in line. I'm at, I'm at the belt, the little conveyor belt, right? I'm checking mm-hmm. out. I'm putting stuff in the, she's putting stuff in the bag and I'm putting the bag in my cart. And there's an old lady behind me, right? And you know how sometimes you get a bad vibe from somebody just by looking at them, like how they carry, carry themselves. Yeah. So I, I got this yeah. bad vibe off rip. So I'm okay. Red flag. Red flag number one. So now, you know how like everything's off the belt and you got you got the buggy or the cart, whatever you want to call it. I call it buggy. It's next to the rotating thing with the, the bags, right? And you're standing in front yeah. of like, the card reader where you can like use your car, right? So I, I put the mm-hmm. last bag in my cart. I turn around. Now remember, this is COVID. We're in the middle of COVID 2020. <laughs> this woman's cart is on my hip. <laughs> like, I, put, I I turn one way to put the bag up. I turn the other to get ready to pay. Her cart is on my hip, right? And so That's at Walmart, if you haven't been to Walmart or don't go to Walmart, like most grocery stores, you have to be six feet apart and you can't put your stuff on the belt when somebody else is going. You got to wait because they'll spray it. They'll wipe things down. Then you push. She has her stuff next to my stuff that was red flag number two she's got her cart on my hip it's touching my hip and the bottom <laughs> of the cart it's damn near clipping my ankle bro i was about to be so disrespectful to her because i looked up at her she looked at me like i was crazy like something was wrong with me because i'm staring at her I, and i cut mm-hmm. my eyes over at the cashier lady she looking at me like don't do it Uh. (laughs) bro i was getting right i was literally breathing in to be i was gonna be like subtly disrespectful like politely disrespectful like um excuse me ma'am can you move you know like politely yeah but before i could get a word out the cashier lady was like ma'am you're gonna have to back up you you know six feet i was like okay better you than me because it was about to get it was about to get uh ignorant up in walmart that'd be a scary sight in there it looks like real ignorant (laughs) But that's my story for today. That's all I got. Okay, okay, okay. But <laughs> the walk, the lady was literally. He said, he said the car was literally bro, up on his. I was, up on, I felt, up on I felt violated. I should, I should have charged like assault or something because I felt vulnerable and abused. That's how I felt <laughs> by an old lady. I should have, I should have sued her for her four hundred one k because I know she got one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When you say old lady, how oh, old? Are you like ancient. About? She she was probably friends with King. Oh. Like she she uh <laughs> she was old old. Like gravity Damn. gravity took full advantage of her skin. Ooh, ooh, that's different. That's very. She was different. walking around though. She had no walker. She was just she was she could walk slow, but she didn't need no assistance. So I guess she she doing it. <laughs> But just when it comes to that buggy and social distancing, man. Yeah, not the buggy. <laughs> no. <laughs> but let's dive into these sports. So, so sports, look. Sports, sports, Doc Rivers, the 76ers coach. How y'all feel about that? Mm. I think for the whole organization, just to feel like they have a little bit of hope. Well, I don't even want to say that. That actually kind of sounds bad. But anyways. I th- honestly, I think it, it's a good move, especially since they're going into off season and you know they're 
obviously going to look into, you know, kind of re not rebuilding the team, but, you know, getting those pieces that they think that they need and might work and everything. And having Doc Rivers as the head coach now, I think is just the easier, just the easier selling point. I feel like instead of uh, who was the last coach that was there? What's his name? I, I couldn't tell you. I forgot his name, dude, to be honest, but. You know, like I'm saying, like, you have a coach that is a well-known name in basketball, obviously the NBA, because he, you know, played in the NBA. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad move, to be honest. Um, it's just it's just the matter of fact, if he can pull strings and get the, you know, correct pieces in that program, not pro, why well, I say program, like it's a college, like it's a college program, but that uh, organization, um, something to compliment, you know, Ben Simmons and, uh, you know, Joel, because, you know, those are their two, you know, stars of the team, something to compliment them help them out and everything like that too. So, yeah, I think he's a good hire to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh we'll see how it's going to work out. Obviously, I mean, no matter what he does, you know, he's a good coach. So, I mean, he's going to do what to do. But I think the the first sign that he that is probably going to work out is, you know, people were saying, "Oh, uh Joel and Bead and Simmons should split up." And, you know, and I, you know, if you know basketball, I don't think splitting them up is the smart move, because it, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like Ben Simmons is is like a, you know, a big time three point shooter or is a type of guy that like needs the ball all the time to shoot. He's really a, the almost the perfect complement to Joel Embiid, because he's not a shooter, and, uh, mm-hmm. and so they can run the five out one in like Joel Embiid kind of needs instead of running like a five out if you have somebody like you know, staff or somebody that's like a straight pure shooter. Um mm-hmm. so I think I feel like I feel like that that uh that four four out one in that you say is that what you said? Or did you say five uh, out? I said four out one in for Joel. Okay. Yeah and and like I said like that dude that gives Joel so much room to work with yeah. you know because you no know, he's a skilled he's a skilled big like he can handle can't handle the ball in open court but in half court you know he's very capable of doing that. So you know that 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 you know, the four out one in, just him having that whole um space from the mid range all the way down to the paint, you know, that's you know, that's that should be work season, you know. Just go to town, do what you gotta do to get a bucket, you know. Yeah, I like him as a coach, so I hope it works out. I feel like they're gonna make the conference finals in two years. Oh, I was about if to say there. I thought you were talking about next year. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I say too, if he's if he's still now, there two years. I don't know if they'll mm-hmm. have the time and patience with him. And honestly, I, I too, dude, you know, you know what I think too, Finest, Finest and Trey. <laughs> I really think that that move too was kind of like, I'm not an NBA expert. I don't have any ties to their front office. I don't know what the hell's going on there. This is just my prediction. I really feel like hiring Doc Rivers was kind of like a way to kind of ensure that Joel and Ben would stay together at least for two more years. You know? Yeah, I can see that. So I, I really feel like that was kind of the move just to keep them together for two more years. But after that third year, if nothing happens, man, they got split up. They, I mean, at that point, I feel like you just got to go your separate ways and just find out, you know, well, what you can do. Going back team. to what Trey said, I can see, obviously, you know, they got to make some moves with the roster. Not too big of moves, but just adding. We're going back to what Trey said. I can see them making the conference finals in two years. If obviously you know Ben and Joel stay together, uh, you know Tobias or is it Trey Harris? I forget his first yeah, name. Tobias Harris, yeah. Yeah, Tobias, 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 Tobias Harris, Harris. Uh, 
stays. And then you got to think about this year. They were like a they were a conf, they were a conference final type team, like a contending team. They just had injuries. So imagine yeah. even yeah. with even if regardless of what happened this year, imagine that team healthy. I think they make a good run. So now you add a, a coach that's a legendary coach on top of that. They make some moves off season. I think it's easy for them to to get to that level in two years as long as healthy and they make the right moves uh, in the off season. I got a question though: If a healthy Ben Simmons during the whole playoffs, do you think they beat out Miami, or do you think no? You know, I think they would have still lost to Miami. Yeah, I, I still see them losing Miami. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, okay. I don't, I did they get sweeped or did they? Uh, I don't think they get. They, no, I don't think they get sweeped. They won one. I think they it went to one, seven if he was healthy. Yeah, I, they would have. I think they would have. Yeah, they for sure would have won more than one game. But I don't. This Miami team is not a normal Miami team. Yeah, like they got something to prove. And that you know, like, they gentlemen swept the Bucks, which. The majority of people would say is was a better team than the 76ers. Yeah. So definitely. I mean Ooh. LeBron just body Tyler Hero to the basket and dunked on him. Speaking of the game. Jimmy. Jimmy. 40, 11, and 13. How about them? How about them, bro? How about that? That's crazy numbers to be honest, especially, you know. With Bam being out and Goron having a, you know, an injury too. That's there's only been two, there's only know. been two other people to do that in the history of the NBA. Who's the other one? Uh, Shaq and uh, I think Kareem in the finals at least. I don't know about the season, Ooh. but in the finals. Okay. But man, you talk about because, bro. I promise you, everybody was like, "Oh, Bam's out." Dragic is out. It's over. Oh yeah, it's over. It's over. What did Jimmy? I I even said it was over. Right. I did. I said it was over. Right. Oh, Jimmy was, Jim was like, "Hold my beer. <laughs> Let me go get us a dub real quick." And he did it. He put it all out on the floor, man. And you know the thing too, he had forty points without contest without a uh, attempted three. Oh yeah. So everything he scored was inside the three point line. Hustle points. He was grinding for those. You know, if you watch the highlights. He was grinding for those points. All of them were Bro. back down, contested floaters, jump shots, all of that. Exactly. Tough buckets, man. He earned it, though, dude. He earned it. So, oh, let's see. Sure. Hopefully, they can tie the series up because, you know, I kind of want to see an interesting finals. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I want to, I want a game seven finals for sure. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, definitely. Who wouldn't want a game seven finals, especially with the heat in it? You know, makes it a little bit interesting. Has a fifth seed ever won the the finals, the championship? Uh, I think so. I'm not too for sure. I don't know off the top of my head. I I, did. I think there might be, to be honest. If there's not, then I'm very surprised. But um, what we got? Game four predictions. Game four predi- predictions, man. What, 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 what? Okay, we kind of spoke about that a little bit already. You know, hopefully a game seven. What, but what do you think the final? Well, what do you think? Who do you think is going to come out with this game right now? Uh, I think the Lakers will, but obviously I want Miami 
to come out, mm-hmm. so it's interesting because because it, it's tied. It's a series now. Mm-hmm. But I think you know you're talking about LeBron and AD. They get one bad game. You know, when LeBron has one bad game. He gets in the beast mode. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think LeBron's gonna gonna take two L's back to back. I feel like Lakers will win this game. Then Miami will win. Then the Lakers will finish it off. I can. Okay. I can see that. Okay. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Definitely. But now, if they now if they tie this thing up, dude, that's what's gonna make it really, really interesting, man. Because you know the Heat. Are, I mean, the Lakers are gonna be in that. You know, kind of that. that that I feel like that panic mode, you know, they're just like we shouldn't be down. Oh yeah, we shouldn't. The series shouldn't be tied. Like there's no way it should be tied from their perspective. It shouldn't be tied. And then you know, like I, I keep on saying this, man. Miami has that that uh, they kind of have that mentality. Like not that mentality, but they shouldn't be in the finals. If you look at all of the teams and everything, just their lineup, they shouldn't be there. So, yeah. but like I said, man, like they worked their ass off to get there. So it's just like they gotta they gotta finish the job. But you know, if if they happen not to win the finals and everything, Heat fans, I wouldn't hang my head about it. Y'all had a hell of a season and everything. So, for sure. But uh, so we getting a little football now, huh? You know it. A little bit of football, man, dude. I was looking at Twitter today, and I was going through. Uh, I believe it was Bleacher Reports or House of Highlights. It was one of those. The numbers that Aaron Rodgers has put up from week one to week four is insane. Let me just read you off it real quick. Week one, 32 for 44, 364 passing yards, four TDs. Week two, 18 for 30, 24, uh, 240 yards uh, passing yard. Everything is passing. He has no rushing. Uh, two TDs. Third week, 21. 21 attempts, uh, 32, uh, no, hold on. 21 completions, 32, uh, no, no, 21 attempts, <laughs> 32 completions, my bad. Are you good? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, 283 yards, three touchdowns, then he went 27 for 33, 327 yards, four TDs. Then he have, like – That's crazy numbers. Then he have, like, 13 TDs with zero interceptions. I think so, something like that. But man, like that's that's crazy numbers. Just only heading into week four. Oh, you know, it's, well, it's actually dumb week five. Crazy. That's why, like I was saying, I don't know uh, what episode this was earlier, but like I was saying, Aaron Rodgers statistically, I I think Aaron Rodgers screw stats, but just as an athlete, as a quarterback, I think Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. I think so. Mm-hmm. Tell you. I feel in in like I said, man. I don't know football like you guys. I'm just now kind of like take like really, really like looking into it and just every team. You know, you're you're making a valid point, Finder. Hey, making look, a very valid ever point. since the season started, I'd be sending this stuff on Instagram. All these stats about Drew Brees doing this, Aaron Rodgers doing that. Look, empirical evidence doesn't lie. Just think about look. this. Imagine Aaron Rodgers with Bill Belichick. Exactly. That's always what I imagine him in a imagine him with just like because if you look at Tom Brady and the teams he's had with the Patriots, like versus the, Aaron Rodgers in the 2009 had, Patriots with Randy Moss, who else was on the team? Stupid. Uh, okay. <clears throat> what? 
I got a question for y'all. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid, uh, you know, in my opinion, probably one of the best coaches from an offense perspective. You know, just has an offensive mind. Do you think if you put Aaron Rodgers in that system, he still, you know, performs? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. He, he, despite that, he's not a dual threat quarterback like Mahomes. You still think he performs well? That's well. The Aaron Rodgers is mobile though. He like he can. Yeah, move he, he he's not. He he is he is mobile, but he's, he's not, not like yeah, Mahomes. Like he's, he's, he's not a Patrick Mahomes, but he's definitely a, a lot more mobile than Tom Brady. Yeah, but definitely. But think definitely. about but think about this: the reason why the coaches like Belichick, Andy Reid, the reason why those coaches are great coaches, is because they use what they have and they construct their offense around what they have. Just like the Patriots, mm-hmm. this, for uh, example, this year, the the Tom Brady offense. Is so when Tom Brady's at the Patriots and Cam Newton's there now, their offense completely different now because they've mm-hmm. doing more quarterback runs than they've ever done in the past 15 years because Tom Brady <laughs> was there, right? So, yeah. but yeah. Bill Belichick, so people are like, oh, it's a terrible fit, that's not his offense. Bill Belichick is not going to run a Tom Brady offense with Cam Newton, he's going to run an offense that suits Cam Newton. That's why all these coaches are great. So, let's say for example, just like Andy Reid with uh, he's with the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes wasn't there, but he still found a way to win. They they construct their offenses with the tools they have that best fits their tools. If if that makes sense, that's why those coaches are great. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, and that's the thing too. Like that I've seen, like you know how some coaches, you know, don't want to change their offense or whatever uh you say what yeah because like someone have too much pride to change their offense he's like oh it'll work no matter who i have yeah and i'm just like that's crazy man you gotta you know do what you gotta do as a head coach to make the offense suit everybody where everybody can be a threat you know just like basketball same thing Mm -hmm. if you got a if you got if you got a team full of guys that if you got a team full of post players like mid-range specialists you're not gonna run uh, perimeter offenses with guys coming off screens for threes. If you don't have any guys that shoot threes, mm-hmm. that and that's the same thing. Like, high, in, like I, I go back to high school basketball, for example. Man, we I was the tallest dude on the team, dude. So hell yeah, and by I no, played it, center. It, yeah, <laughs> like you know, like we like if you really think about it, we all our team was a bunch of guards. Oh, for sure. Just a bunch. Just a bunch of guards and, you know, like me, like I've kind of, I mean, I feel like I can kind of stretch it out a little bit, you know, shoot a little bit. But, you know, uh, some people might not agree with that. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? The stuff that we ran in high school, man, I think if we actually ran stuff that like a five out or something like that or something along the lines of the same thing like that, I feel like we could have been a much, much better team. and obviously we're a short, uh, shorter team. You know, we could run the floor, but we really never got out and, you know, pushed the ball like Shit. that. You know so. me, every time I got the rebound, I was, I'm was, i gone. Get the rebound, outlet to Grayson. He run, he streaking. Coast to coast. They, uh, from, from, from paint to paint, bro. Ceiling, give him a little little uh, bounce pass, easy layup. <laughs> so. Yeah, all that, but all yeah, that stuff man. connects, like all team sports. Exactly, it really does. But now, man, we gotta we gotta shout out CJ Beathard from the six one five. Man, we gotta shout him out. 
came into the game. Uh, was it the 49ers and Eagles? Yeah. I mean, 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, 49ers and Eagles. Five minutes, 42 seconds uh, remaining on the clock. They didn't come up with the win, but they came, you know, I want to say pretty close because, you know, they had to throw a Hail Mary pass at the end. Uh, but, man, 14 for 19 with 138 yards, man. Shout with five CJ, minutes dude. left? Five minutes left, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get to see the game. CJ balled like that? Yeah, CJ out there, man. Okay, <laughs> CJ. Shout out to CJ. CJ He's doing the there, damn man. thing. Yes, sir. It was another good thing, you know. It was another thing too. It was, uh, you know, his brother's, uh, inter- not anniversary, but like, oh, rolls around. Was to, that a uh, year? Has it been a year already? Yeah. Uh, I believe no, 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 no. It hasn't been a year yet. But somebody posted something on. Uh, it was something that they said it was like a. I don't know if it was a tribute to his brother. It was something dealing with his brother that somebody had uh, said. But no, it's not. It's not. It hasn't been a year yet since then. But R.I.P. Clay, man. Yeah, that was tough. It was. It was. I didn't want to hear that news when I heard it and everything. But you know, his family straight. Clay's looking over everybody, man. So, um, man, the Titans in COVID. The Titans. The I Titans messing up the whole NFL. Honestly, when that came out, saying how many was it at first? They said it was seventeen, and then it went to like double digits—not seventeen, but seven. Yeah, like there had seven new cases, and then it, yeah, man. I, I really when I heard that, I was just like, "Oh, they about to shut down football," just like they did the NBA. I really thought it was over. But look, the NFL—they some gangsters. They get the COVID. They're like, "Okay, we just gonna postpone these games, but we playing. We're getting <laughs> our money." They, they're some. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants to take a little pay. Yeah, cutter, they, you know, they're not gonna let money, this get so. cut. They, they're not gonna let this affect their bottom dollar. They get, pay, they get their money some way somehow. So I got a question: If there's more outbreaks with different teams, like how 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 do you think the NFL has to handle it? You well, know, honestly, well, like because you know, like you said, they had to reschedule games. Can't reschedule like, let's say, like if you have like how many games are there in a week? Oh, in a week, every, well, sixteen or something like that. There's 16. Yeah. Well, you got to think about people that have bye weeks. Uh, yeah. Do they have bye weeks because of COVID? I don't, uh, I, don't know the, I don't know the actual scheduling. I don't know the actual scheduling either. But let's theoretically say like – Because they already pushed back the season a little bit. So I don't know if they cut out mm-hmm. bye weeks or not. But that's the thing. What happens, you know, more cases with different teams, you know, they have to – those guys have to, you know, sit out or reschedule the game and everything. That's a – that gets into, you know, um, like TV, like the TV programs, just having to reschedule it and everything like that. I think that sounds just like madness, to be honest. If that if I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, that's going to be madness. I think they'll weather the storm regardless, because just like this past weekend, they just had two Monday games. Um, they because they pushed one of them back to Monday. So they had the a game that was supposed to be on Sunday that played Monday. And then they had the Monday night game. So I think that they'll just keep moving games like that when they can and then maybe postpone games to later dates because I saw that they would potentially open up to 18 weeks for rescheduling. Mm-hmm. But they'll probably start doubling up on Mondays uh, if they need to. And then outside of that, if it's like one or two guys that test positive and everybody else tests negative, it'll just be those two guys not playing. So I feel like if it if it's like a single-digit 
or something manageable where it's like, all right, two guys tested positive, everybody else tested negative, or quarantine them. Since we know everybody's tested negative twice, two or three times, we can go ahead and play. They're just not going to be able to play. So, yeah. But, you know, for the Titans, since it's double digits, that's like a fifth of the team. Then that's mm-hmm. when you're like, all right, well, we need to postpone the game until everybody tests negative or until enough people test negative to play. So, okay. like, I feel like there's a lot of options before they're just like, all right, we just got to shut things down. There's, there's like a ton of options before that. Maybe not mm-hmm. a ton, but a few, a few. Definitely, definitely. I feel you on that. I feel you. Man, 49ers released Sanu. Muhammad Sanu, man. What what do you think about that? What what do you think about it too, Trey? Because who, who who else do they have? Uh yeah, they have receiver yeah, wise. But he's like out for a while. Isn't he hurt? Yeah, he's out for a while. Obviously they got George uh Kittle, even though he's a tight end, but you know, that's definitely they a, got uh that one rookie uh, from Arizona State, I forgot his name. Uh, mm. He's pretty good, I know, but I don't, I don't know who else they have. I mean, well, they got George Kittle, of course, tight end. Well, yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, deep. They got. Uh, well, I mean, they got Jalen Hurd. He's. I mean, they don't really have. I mean, I don't know. They don't have any like big name guys. I mean, they got Tavon Austin. But the thing with the whole Sanu is he's not really producing, though. That's the problem. Like, you know, he's been consistent, good receiver in the past. Maybe not had – he probably hasn't had any, like, stupid breakout numbers. But he's been fairly mm-hmm. consistent. But this year, I think he only has, like, one catch this year. Oh, wow. I think he has one catch for nine yards. That's That's all he's had at this point. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, that's not producing at all. You hurting the team more than producing, so not hurting the team. I, I mean, but, I don't know, know if because he's hurt or what happened, but mm-hmm. I wonder who they're well, what they're gonna do, uh, you know, to fill that position. You know, they're gonna get another receiver, they're gonna get somebody else. And he Dez Bryant. Mm. I haven't heard that name in a while. Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. Is he? Is he on free agency? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. He never got signed. And the reason why he hasn't got signed, I don't know. That's Maybe it's because he's just older receiver. Maybe. But he, he had a offer. locker room problem. He had an like, offer, though, like, didn't he? And he turned it down because he wanted, like, big money. No, he was with the Saints for, like, a year. But he got hurt, like, at the beginning of the season. So he never, like, really played. Oh, that's right. He did go with the Saints. Is he still with the Saints, or they they just let him go? That was only a one year uh, contract, so they let him go after. Oh, mm. that's right. I remember that. I totally forgot. He yeah, he kind of he kind of fell off. That up. I, I feel like somebody would give him a chance. Like later down on the, in the season and everything, I feel like somebody's gonna. Are they? Just because. he's not getting any younger. <laughs> That's true, but you never know. There might be, you know, Whoa. an injury that comes up, and you know they might need to sign somebody. Shit, so he's thirty-one. But like, like, like Trey said, you know, I, at this point, I feel like the Forty ers could benefit from it. It wouldn't hurt to just see if he'll sign for league minimum or veteran league minimum, and see if he'll play a year to show he can still play, and then try to seek a bigger contract after. Hmm. 
I don't know. They need some, some I feel like he'll get picked up because there's going to be an injury. There's going to be a, you know, somebody's going to get injured and they're going to be down a man. So there's, they, he, he might. There's already a bunch of injuries this season. A ton of injuries. Yeah. Yeah, you're not I'm lying about that. About Especially that first week. Especially that first week, man. That's crazy. My boy Nick Chubb got hurt. My fantasy team hurt with all these injuries, bro. I got so many injuries. I don't know what to do. Nah. <laughs> Four of my starters are injured. They well, they not starting no more. Uh, <laughs> oh, Texans fired Bill O'Brien. I'm not even sure how, yeah, I'm not even sure how I feel about that. But I didn't know Bill O'Brien's also the general manager for the Texans. So now they got to get a general manager and a uh, coach, unless they hire a coach that does both again. Which I don't know if that's a good idea, but. I would have fired him when they traded D-Hog. Bro, that's what I – so, that's when I found out. I was like uh, – he's because I got my buddy Xavier's from Houston, so he's, like, big in the, the Houston teams. And I was like, who's the general manager for Texas? He said, Bill O'Brien. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, I'm like, if you're the coach – because usually when a GM trades or releases somebody, the coach doesn't really have a say-so because the GM has the final say-so. That's technically the owner, but whatever. The GM has the final say-so. So I thought, you know, maybe the coach wanted him, but he couldn't do anything. This man, for some reason, his head runs the offense, calls the plays, or is in charge of the plays to an extent, and decided, huh, let me trade or let me trade the top three receiver in the NFL to a different team. Let me see if that works. The man that had zero drops was it two seasons ago? Yeah. Had mm-hmm. zero drops? None. Zero drops in the regular season. But he had over a hundred targets. That man is the one you wanted to release. Well, get out of here, bro. He's going retarded. <laughs> too. Oh, he's going stupid. I bet he, bro. He needs he's to just go happy. Be, he needs to go uh, be the assi- assistant coach at uh, Arizona or something. I can't believe that, dude. I really can't. I didn't. I didn't know that he was the GM too. That makes every. That puts everything into perfect, exactly, perspective. Exactly. That's what now. I was saying. Like, it makes sense, but what he did didn't make sense. They haven't mm-hmm. won the game this season, and that's why they got rid of him. Because <laughs> they. Because I mean, they're still a good team, and yeah. the games you watch, like when they. I mean, all right. In their defense, they did have a very tough schedule in the beginning because they go from playing. KC and the Ravens, the first two. So it's, it's like, you know, that's a tough schedule. But every game you watch, you're like, oh, they're right there. Like, you can see the talent. You can see that they can do it. They just got to put it together. So when they play the Chiefs, it's like, ah, oh, it's the Chiefs. They play the Ravens, ah, oh, it's the Ravens. But now it's like, all right, you're 0-4. But you got all this talent. They look good, but they, they're losing, if that makes sense. Kind of mm-hmm. like Dallas. Like, they're Dallas be looking good. Just because Dak, be, Dak, I think he almost has 2,000. He has like 16, 1,700 passing yards in four games. Like, he's going stupid. He looks so good, but they're losing. And the games they're winning, they're mm-hmm. barely winning. They're win. They're still wins, mm-hmm. but barely win. Barely. <laughs> like the Titans. <laughs> right. So, it's just – it's just – it's tough. Which the Titans need to figure out something because they give in – Tennessee fans, heart attack, headaches. Every game. (laughs) They're like, how can we make this game more interesting than the last one? Let's make the game (laughs) as close as possible. 
without losing. Right. <laughs> I, like, without losing. When I watch when I watch this football or basketball in general, I want a I want a good close game. When I'm watching my team play, I need a blowout. I don't even want it to be close. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I want them to win by fifty that. if they need to. Just just so mm-hmm. I can be in the fourth quarter comfortable. <laughs> Not stressing. Right. Not pulling but out when your hair, no gray hair. When you're down 14 to 15 with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, I'm sweating. I got my shoes off. I got my shirt off. <laughs> the AC off. I'm just stressed. <laughs> I'm sweating my edges out. <laughs> this man finest. <laughs> but look, now, let's uh, segue into some entertainment. So, for my, for my cool. Marvel fans out there, so for those of y'all that don't know, Fox, which was the, so, you know, back in the day, Marvel, the MCU, Marvel was separate from like X-Men, Deadpool, and all that stuff, right? Because Fox had custody of those characters, and Marvel had custody of theirs. Well, Marvel and Fox have a merger, which means that they're going to try to incorporate X-Men, Fantastic Four, all that stuff into the MCU now. So, I saw... I don't know where I don't remember where I saw it somewhere on Twitter that Marvel is getting ready to make the biggest deal with Ryan Reynolds in Marvel history. And they won't give out details, but apparently I think money-wise is going to be the largest contract that any any actor has gotten from Marvel and he's expected to be in just about every single Marvel movie moving forward. Whether whether he's mm-hmm. an actual character involved or he's just doing a cameo because he's Deadpool, you know, Deadpool, he just, he knows he's a, he's like aware that he's a, in a movie or he's aware that he's a like comic book character. So they're going to probably have like little funny snippets of him like dropping in randomly in like different movies, but it's going to be exciting. And, you mm-hmm. know, Ryan Reynolds, he's, he's just a mastermind when it comes to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check out that movie, man. I'm going to have to check out all the Marvel Bro, movies. you have yeah. to. I just got to I just got to just find time to start it, you know, and then keep that going and everything. Because how many movies you said there is like, oh, there's like one. Well, there's like 20, 20 plus, I think 21 or 22. Yeah. And I know I have to watch them in chronological order just to understand. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You got Disney I still need to find that. Uh... Yeah. I, got Disney oh, plus. I mean, yeah. you can watch it whenever they're all on there. Ooh, okay. I just need to find out the little uh, list where I started. Oh yeah, you can Google it. I'm pretty sure Captain Captain America, the first Captain America is first, then Captain Marvel is second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a list. Make sure you find. You got to be careful. Cause I'll, I'll I'll probably find the right list because there's some lists that are wrong for the chronological order. But mm-hmm. I'll find one and send it to you. Okay. Cool. 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 So man, podcast. Uh, what podcast you be listening to, Finest, other other than this one? Um, <laughs> uh, so I actually listen to you too, Trey. If you listen to podcasts, Trey, do you listen sometimes? To not really. I listen like one. It better be this one. <laughs> but no, um, no, I listen to two. I listen to two. Like, there's there's two podcasts I listen to like on the regular. One is Fighter and the Kid with Brandon Schaub and Brian Callen. Uh, Brandon Schaub is the fighter. He, used to, he was a former – he played football at Colorado. Then he uh, 
became a UFC fighter. I believe he was like eight in the world at one point, top 10 for sure. Um, and then he became a comedian, and uh, he's super funny. Brian Kelly's an actor, comedian. Their podcast is the funniest shit I have ever listened to in my entire life. It's <laughs> so funny. Like, I've been, I binge it because I, I started listening like a month or two or so ago, and they got like 600-plus episodes, and I'm starting like from the top down instead of from one to up. I'm just starting from the newest, and I'm, I'm in like the mid-50s, like the low 50s. So I've been like... And they're like an hour and a half. So I've been like just listening. Uh, that was good. Mm-hmm. And then the other podcast I listened to is actually a podcast by somebody I kind of know. Um, it's called Tighten Up. And it's uh, – here, let me, let, me, let me get this right because I don't want to give out false information. But send those to – send, send. Send me those too, because uh, I'll definitely check in with those. Because those yeah, so it's called Tighten Up, and it's these two, uh, these two ladies that it's kind of they kind of just it's kind of like ours. They talk about just whatever they, it, whatever's interesting, kind of thing, and their stuff's really good. I like their content, and I actually, Kimberly, one of the girls on there, she also went to Mizzou, and so I kind of know her, not really. We're kind of like friendly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, theirs is cool. So I started. I listen to theirs. Theirs, theirs episodes drop every Wednesday. So I've been listening to that. Okay. And those cool, and those cool. are pretty much the the big two I listen to. I also got like the Joe the Joe Rogan experience. But I mm-hmm. you know I listen to it every now and then here and there. And that's pretty much it. Hmm. Uh. The one that I really just got into, and I've been kind of binge watching his, is uh, Ti's Expeditiously, which is very. Oh, interesting. Ti got yes. a podcast. Yeah, man, on YouTube. Yeah, he got. Um, I watched the one he had uh, an interview with Nick Cannon, which is very interesting. Uh, he had one with uh, Jermaine Dupree, if you remember him. Uh, who else? He had one with, uh, do you know Dr. Sebi? Have you heard of that name before? Um, I don't think so. It's, uh, well, supposedly it's a dude that, like, found a cure, I think, for, like, I think it was either AIDS or AIDS or Wait, cancer. Was this, the, was this the doctor that worked at Vanderbilt? Or was this the doctor that mm-hmm. uh, Nipsey Hussle was, like, advocating for? Nipsey, yeah, the yeah, one that yeah, Nipsey yeah, was advocating for. About. Yeah, because he's supposed to do like a film or play as him in the film or something like some something like that around uh, along those lines. But uh, they did an interview with uh, Dr. Sebi's son and just, you know, just how his like, you know, how his medical practice was used and, you know, the results of it, too. And, uh, and you know, obviously the different things that they use to, uh, you know, uh, help out with the the AIDS and the. Uh, the cancer or whatever it was too that they were trying to help out. Um, another one, I got two more that I really listen to. They're sports uh, podcasts. Uh, well, also I listen to TED Talks too. Those are always good. I always listen to those at least two two of those a week or something like that. But the other ones is the uh, No Smoke one with Matt Barnes and Stephen oh, Jackson. I heard, I heard great, that was good. Great dude, it's great. It's it, they really dive in and it's really it, it's it's sports focused. But then they kind of get into you know like things that they do like outside of basketball and everything like that too another one is the no chill uh gill podcast with gilbert arenas and if you know gilbert arenas man like he has the reputation of just being a in the like in the nba he has a reputation of being just a huge asshole just you know 
just saying whatever he wants to say and everything like that. But that podcast is really interesting because it actually dives into, you know, like how his basketball mind and everything and, you know, why he says the things he does, um, you know, as a – I think he's a AAU coach. Yeah, he's an AAU coach. He has his own AAU program and everything. He talks about that. But he just gives, you know, tips to, you know, young basketball players and just things like that. So I think that those are the top three uh, that I really listen to, been, you know, viewing lately and everything like that. Man, so. uh, yeah, at the end, here, remember those three. And at the end, we'll do a quick shout-out again with those podcasts. They're always just, like, advertising people's stuff. Yeah, Free definitely, definitely. We aren't getting pa- we're, no. we're not getting paid to say this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so man, music section, music section. Ooh, you in the music section. Okay, yeah, fine. you see me, cuz. Uh, yeah, I see you. I see you. Uh so man, two albums that I thought were pretty significantly good. Um, I didn't expect them to actually drop this week. I thought they were gonna drop well yeah this week but i thought they're gonna drop next week savage mode 2 by 21 savage and then we got uh bryson tiller's anniversary man did y'all listen to any of those i listened to uh savage mode 21 and i yeah. listened to a little bit of the bryson tiller one bryson tiller one is actually pretty is good I, I really you I'm know I'm, you know I'm yeah I, guys, I'm, so I, I'm probably gonna have to get on the uh bryson tiller I honestly think that one, the anniversary album, was better than his last one. I, and I think that one was True to Yourself is the the title of the album. Um, I think it's just better, well put, just better songs. Just It seems like he really got into his creative mindset uh, on that album. Now, Savage Mode 2, that one is good. Because it seems like 21 gets better and better with each album he puts Is it out. really good? Like, yeah, Morgan Freeman on it. He had, yeah, he had Morgan Freeman. Spitting bars? So, not spitting bars, but doing like interviews oh, and, and everything. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but that 21, that 21 uh, album is really, really good. Right. I'm going to have to um, get into it, bro. I'm not a big 21 Savage fan, but I'm going to have to check it out. The, the thing about it, though, I'm the type of dude, like, I love, I love trap music, hype music, whatever you want to call it but I can't listen to it on a regular basis unless I'm working out or doing right. something, you know? So it's just not something I could play. Some of the songs I could play freely, but majority of them is just, I got to be doing some something, some like a physical activity while it's playing or something. So can't be sitting down doing, you know, work or whatever. And just having that, just, <laughs> just blaring. Right. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what are you talking about that KK what? man? What's up with it? So what's up with it? So see, I listen to the same music every day because I go through like the same playlist. I'm like, man, I need some new music. So I started looking up artists that I haven't really heard from for a while to see if they got new stuff out. And I'm trying to think of like I don't, you know, I don't, I wasn't looking for a trap. I just wanted maybe it's like smooth R and B or it's like hip hop R and B kind of mix, something smooth, but like I still want the bass and hip hop. So I was like, K Camp, you know. He be putting out music like that, mm-hmm. bro. I that Kiss Five is good. Ain't what? It? First of all, that first kid. of all, so I, I saw that he's got Rare Family, which is a collab with him and uh, Rare Sound, right? That whole mm-hmm. album slap. Then I was like, "Ooh, Kiss Five, what is this? I ain't heard it yet." That whole album mm-hmm. slap. I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. this man doesn't miss." So now mm-hmm. I'm I'm like starting to backtrack all the albums I missed that he's dropped. 
or that I haven't list, really listened to. And man, that Kiss Five, that's it's something that's serious. I'm surprised you didn't, you haven't heard that one. That I feel like that was kind of like one of those, those uh sleeper See, albums that you know nobody really listens to, but also it, it gets its credit. But I, I haven't really, bro, I've been nobody be putting me on no new music for real because I have, you know, I, I literally listen to, I got like, I got a bunch of playlists. But I don't listen to the radio because songs get overplayed. So I don't really listen to the radio. So I plug in every day. So I don't be hearing new music. So I be uh-huh. having to go look for new music. So I don't really be catching people albums till like a year or so later after they've already been dropped. You know? Dang. So, I don't know. And plus, in in defense of K Camp, he's not in like the big spotlight right on, now. Yeah, so you're saying. not really gonna. You're not gonna if you drop something, you're you're not gonna hear it like a lot. Of, and a lot of you know on your feed on Twitter or anything yeah, a like lot of that. Guys, unless you got people retweeting. A lot of people it. don't be really advertising stuff like that either. So some artists will drop stuff without saying nothing, and I just won't know it's dropped. True, true, true. So off of that, Kiss Five Man. What 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 what's your what's your favorite song? Oh, my or? favorite. Ah, uh-huh. let me look. I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Well, this is not really in an order. This is just my top three. So, that Falling Line, definitely. That uh, What's On Your Mind, Greatness. And then, uh, what's the other one? Uh, is, I want to say it's What's Your Name or more, more, uh, more Time. I'm not too for sure which one it is. But, anyways, those, those are some good, great songs. What, what, what you been listening oh, to? Like, what's your favorite? My ones? favorite? I've only listened to I've only listened to it once all the way through, so you know to really determine a favor, I gotta listen to it like a bunch of times through. But right now, mm-hmm. what's on your mind with Jacquees? That 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 mm-hmm. that's probably the one for right now. Because mm-hmm. Jacquees don't miss no, either, his, so. you know <laughs> vocals was be on point. So that but, I, yes, but I, the thing, I like I like every single song on here though. Like you could play any song off of here and I'll rock with it. So it's a it's a very consistent album. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I didn't put this on the notes, man, but uh, I know I saw you comment on it. I favored it. Um, the tomb of the uh, the Egyptian uh, tombstone was open. I think it was like uh, twenty five hundred years that it was, uh, you know, buried and everything. They dug it up and opened it. Like, what what do you think about that, man? I don't think stuff like that you know, digging up people's graves and everything, especially the ancient Egyptians. I don't think that's, you know, something that should be done, you know, just, I just think it's wrong to be honest, you know, they do it for spiritual reasons and their culture and everything like that too. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm against it. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not with it. I, I think, cause I mean, I don't, I don't care how you, first of all, it's not necessary. What, whatever, yeah. if even if you're doing it for science, yeah, whatever you're doing, you're trying to figure out something that's already happened. So it's it's not necessary. Like uncovering this mummy isn't going to solve a problem that we have right now in the future, unless they're, unless they're able to solve cancer or, or, or an incurable disease from it, which I highly doubt there's no, there's no need for it. And no matter how you look Mm -hmm. at it, you're, you're decimating somebody's grave. Somebody died, was laid to rest so they could be at peace and their remains Put basically buried. You know, Egyptians they buried their stuff very well, like luxury life, mm-hmm. not in the ground, but 
you're, that's all you're doing. It's the equivalent of them going to a civil war or going to a cemetery that somebody's been buried for hundreds or thousands of years and just digging it up. It's like, no, that wouldn't fly in America. So I don't, I don't it's not. So why would it fly yeah. over there or wherever and they, I'm, you know, dug up And the I'm grave. not saying, because I don't know the facts. I was, I was digging into that thread and there were people like, oh, we shouldn't go over there and, and dig up people. And some people were like, oh, but that wasn't Americans. It was people from that country doing it. I don't care who it is. I don't think we should be digging dead bodies up. Regard, mm-hmm. Period. Point blank period. That's it. Yeah. Definitely. Because I know if somebody dug up one of my family members what? or anything like that. You, I'm pissed. Bro, I'm pissed. I'm, I'm going at somebody's neck. Somebody got to play. Play. Yeah. Somebody got to pay. Somebody do. Exactly. Um, let's jump to his education, man. Um, it, it was interesting, dude. I was talking to uh, some people at my work, and we were just talking just about school and everything and, uh, you know, the curriculum. Um, I'm not talking about curriculum for, like, every high school in the world. I'm basically talking about Williamson County. <laughs> Like what? What things do you think that could be changed to benefit uh, the school and everything uh, in Williamson County schools? Um, like in, when we were in high school, finest, you know, we had to take uh, it was either like criminal justice, health science, CAD, or was it marketing? Was it marketing? Too? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, is that is that still how they do it? Still, uh, Trey? Yeah, but we have some more. We have like personal finance now and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, basically, dude, like, I really think they should have, like, a little bit more classes kind of geared towards, like, geared towards, like, you know, like, career-wise, you know, because, you know, after high school, you know, you go to college, and I feel like a lot of people waste time in college just trying to figure out, you know, what they want to major in and, you know, keep on switching, you know, wasting time and obviously money, too, at that same point. Uh, I just think, like, you know, just to alleviate that, I feel like in high school, you can kind of, you know, help the help you the students out just uh just trying to just i guess figure out what career path they want to take a more uh well thought career path instead of you know going to college and switching majors and all that uh what do you think about that um, what, what, what's y'all's perspective on you too trey, trey, I trey hear what you, trey, you go first that. since you in you in high school at that curriculum like what what are you are there things that you think could be done better in terms of like preparing you for the future um Probably more like classes that we need, like like telling us how to do our taxes and stuff like that. Like making like required mm-hmm. to do like personal finance, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Was- and like I'm saying, having like a like a class of just uh like financials, like understanding like like not stocks, but like you know how to actually save your money, like money like, management. You know, yeah. yeah, budgeting, like different things like that, and then uh, just different things that you know that will actually benefit you, you know, as you go into like college after you get out of college, just going into like adulthood and everything. Um, I think I think it's something that should be brought in because you know that obviously helps a lot of people out, you know, later on in life. Uh, what what do you think, Finest? Yeah, I, pretty much the same thing. I feel like high school does a great job. Of preparing you, how do I want to word this? It does a great job of preparing you for like your first semester of college, but that's pretty much as far as it goes. It doesn't prepare yeah. you for beyond that. Like that, I wish college, college, I wish high schools would have more 
classes that were like real world stuff. Like what, like in co- high school, they don't tell you when you get to college and when you graduate, like they don't teach you how to handle, you know, there's that limbo time of like, all right, well, if you don't do it right, there's that limbo time where you're done with school. You have, that you have grace to find period. a job and you're just kind of floating around trying to figure out what to do. The high school doesn't prepare you to, all right, your last year of college, you need to already be applying for the stuff you want and have the job set up. So when you graduate, you go straight to the job. They don't, they don't teach mm-hmm. you that. Like they don't teach you how to file taxes. I got to file taxes for the first time in my life, this upcoming tax season. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I've never exactly. done it before. I'm <laughs> going to have to call my parents and be like, yo, what am I supposed to do? Do I go to TurboTax or what? Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or do I go to like an actual right? account? And then like it. you got to have like specific forms for this and that. And I don't know the difference between a W-2 and a 1099 or whatever. Like, I can definitely tell you that the difference of that because – with my job and everything we work since it's like a contracted like most of our jobs that come by are contracted so i definitely know i can tell you what the difference between 1099 and you, and le- and you learned are. that at your job i le- hey, yeah i learned hey. that at my i literally actually i learned it today when i was on my uh my web seminar with uh everybody in applications that i work with because i asked them i was just like you guys are talking about 1099s w2 what's the difference i thought they were all exactly the same, you and know? you don't learn that until you're put in the fire that's that's, that's a problem and i think Mm -hmm. i think well i might be saying this because i'm black but i think high school should start having some kind of sensitivity training if that makes sense like like uh sensitivity to like oppressed groups minority groups not just skin color but like whether you're gay by any part of the lgbtq plus any type of race, anybody with mm-hmm. a disability or ailment, having a class to be like, to have a class of, okay, it doesn't matter what they do in their personal life. They're still human beings. They should be treated as human beings kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, with Twitter, you see all the people that like, just don't give a shit. Predominantly white exactly. people that just don't give a, a, like not a shit to give about anybody that's not fully healthy straight christian and white you know what i'm saying like that that's a problem mm-hmm. and i feel like a class on like uh i actually took a class in college i think it was like uh oh it was something diversity but you it was there's just a class of being open to just being open-minded that's all it is just be open-minded we're not telling you mm-hmm. to you know we're not telling you to be gay but if just be just don't have a problem with somebody that has a different sexual orientation you know what i'm saying like you don't have to be mm-hmm. in love with them or like praise them, but just be like, all right, cool. That's what you want to do. Cool. That that's you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but some type of class <laughs> helps people that to cope with just being okay with people being who they are, basically. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I, but I feel I like that would never that. happen. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and I don't and. Basically, yeah, I agree with you. And there's obviously many reasons why. Just because you know, some people is first thing you have to find a teacher to teach that teach that class. And I don't know how many teachers are willing to willing or qualified. Yeah, to teach that. And then also, like you know, if they put that in the school system, 
you know there's going to be some oh parents. Oh, my gosh. Just, the backlash I don't, would be, yeah. I don't, yeah, it's just like, I don't want my kid learning about that. It's just like, I don't okay, want my kid like, to accept black people as humans. <laughs> I don't want my kids to accept gay people as humans. It's like, what? Dude, what are you talking about? It's like, <laughs> this is so political. You're left wing extremist. No, it's just common <laughs> human decency. Nope, not to them. Everything's got to be political. <laughs> oh facts, my man, facts. And, we're, and, and when I talk about changing the curriculum, I still think you obviously need your English yeah, for sciences, sure, for sure. all that, your math, like the basic stuff that, that that's always needed, you know, cause that's obviously going to help you out, you know, uh, just understanding, you know, the subject and cause you know, basically like in college from what I took uh, with my classes, most of the stuff that I used in my classes, I used all through like my next classes uh, that, you know, kind of dealt with, um, you know, my like major and everything over. like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 basically. So, I mean, not saying that, you know, those classes don't matter because they obviously do, but I feel like there needs to be some more uh, classes, you know, that benefit you and just, just as a social standpoint, too, as well right. um, in the high school, in the high school uh, curriculum. But, uh, yeah, man, that's all I got for the education, man. Uh, Bet. So, look, let me put y'all on real quick. This Trey, you too. It's for everybody in attendance today, all the guardians. Y'all need to get on this apple cider wave, bro. I'm about to make a wave. Now, I am not talking about apple cider vinegar. No, no, no. Not the apple cider vinegar. Because I tried that and it almost died. It, ki- it almost killed me. <laughs> like, I took a sip of it one night. <laughs> and it somehow, I don't know what happened, but all the oxygen in my body left. And I was <laughs> suffocating for 30, mi- for 30 seconds. And I thought I was about to die. <laughs> Just on the floor of my bathroom. I thought that was, this was going to be it. But anyway, I'm talking about that the juice, the apple cider juice. It's also called either raw apple juice or cloudy apple juice, right? Bro, mm-hmm. you need to get on this wave. Listen, I'm about to, I'm about, I'm, I did some notes. I, I did some research. Research. Hold up, I got I to gotta find it. But the reason why I'm getting on, I'm starting this wave is because this stuff is super, super healthy, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm about to let me pull up my notes because I'm I'm BS. All right, look. So it has disease and this is for everybody listening. Get some apple cider tonight or whenever whenever <laughs> you're listening to this. Go to Walmart, H E B, Kroger, Food Lion, etc., and get you some apple cider. Cause it has disease fighting antioxidants, so it helps fight disease. Reduce blood pressure. So if you got blood pressure problems, get it down. Promotes kidney health. So if you like to drink, mix it with some apple cider. Go ahead and buy it. Go ahead and mix buy it. Mix it with some apple cider. It <laughs> promotes heart health. It promotes brain health. And it also keeps the brain healthy as you age. So it can also help. Ooh, it can that. also help against uh, brain deterioration over it. I'm not saying it's going to prevent it. I'm saying it will help. Okay. This is all this. You can Google all this stuff. I've literally found this stuff on credible sites on Google. It also protects against cancer. It can help protect against cancer, and it also lowers cholesterol. And I've also seen some stuff that it helps with digestion. So if you have any problems with all those or wants to prevent any problems with all those, you need to drink some apple cider. Online, they, uh, this website with this doctor that does some study with apple cider said that all it takes is a serving a day every day. So eight ounces every day, and it will – better your your better your quality of life now me 
I'm drinking like four or five cups a day. Cause I also use it as like a pre workout because it's it's got some it's got some some energy in it. Does it does does the does it actually work for like pre workout? Bro, I I, I started this week. Uh, I started drinking. Uh, I started drinking it this week before my stuff. I feel so much better in the because I move my workouts in the mornings. So I wake up, I be mm-hmm. super tired because I'm used to working out in the afternoon. So I don't sleep in anymore. I can I I literally feel the difference. It's like day and night. Last week to this week, I can literally feel like more upbeat, more like energized, ready to go. I don't crash. Like I just feel better throughout the entire day, and I changed nothing. I changed nothing but drinking apple cider uh, before I work out, after I work out, and uh, like one more time throughout the day. And that's and I just feel like so much better. And that's so, my personal experience. I'm not gonna say I'm not saying it's gonna for everybody, but that's my personal experience. So it just tastes like apple juice. Yeah, it's like how do I describe describe it? It's base. It basically tastes like apple juice, but it's it's it tastes a little bit. All it is. It's pure pasteurized uh, squeezed apples. So, like, if you could imagine, you know, apple juice is kind of, like, clear. And it's, like, it's been processed a lot because it takes out a bunch of the, uh, a bunch of, like, the the flesh of the apple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this, it's a little thicker because it's, like, closer to just straight raw apples being juiced. So, it's basically, like, as close to apples as you can get but still in a juice form. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. So, but it tastes just, it tastes like apples, but it's a little thicker. I love it. I love the taste. So I like, I drink it like water basically. Cause it tastes really good. So you don't have to worry about it tasting for me. It tastes good. I don't, you know, that's just me. So try it out. But bro, I love it. I've been telling everybody to get on the apple cider wave. All right. I'm going to test it out for, I'm going to test it out. I'm going to test it out. Especially for the, pre-workout oh, love aspect it. of it. I want to see if that I'm, really works. I really want, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'll be going ham so. in the gym. Instead of using the damn, that damn C4 powder. Oh, you C4. use C4? Yeah, oh. I think I use, I think it's that C. No, 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 no. It's uh, not C4 because I used to break out with C4. It's uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hyde. Uh, that's that's C4, bro. That stuff is strong. Yeah, dude. I, 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 so when I was in Chattanooga, when I was uh, at Gold's Gym, I was using C4, and I just started breaking out so bad from it. And I don't know what is in it, so I just completely It's the pre-workout version? Of uh, what, like, C4? Yeah, is it the pre-workout? Oh, bro, yeah. that stuff mm-hmm. used to make my skin crawl. I feel like yeah, I'm on meth. Like, I'm, like, scratching the whole time I'm working out. I'm scratching like I'm well, on meth because my skin would be crawling. Well, the thing, too, like, you know how, like, when you first take pre-workout, like, you get that little, like, that jitter. Oh, you're not used to it? Yeah. Yeah, but after like the the like the second week, I still felt those jitters and I'm just like, okay, that this is not normal, yeah. you know. Like <laughs> but I look, I'm so I was just like, yeah, I can I'm not trying to shit on C four. It works, but your boy's skin be crawling. Yeah, bro. It, hey, it, it broke it does, but it broke me out all over, bro. And I was just like, Yeah, I can't do this no more. This is just too much. Ooh. And the Lakers are up by two at half. LeBron James has eight points, and he's three for eight. Five wow. Oh, my wow. boy Jimmy <laughs> Buck is locking up the king. Bro, it lo- and, and it honestly looks like from the game where I've been seeing, um, it looks like they've just been switching on LeBron who guards him. I know Jimmy so guarding that's for a little they, bit. That way they won't get tired. Because, you know, guarding LeBron, you're going to be exhausted if you guard him the whole game. 
Yeah, they got uh they got Jimmy guarding him to start off. It looks like when Eagle Dog comes in, he'll guard him. And then I guess I it looks like every other possession. I don't even know if Bam is really guarding him. I wonder if they got if he got switched on to him. But there's been like three or four possessions where Bam was guarding him. I don't know if that was in transition where they just had to get yeah. a man or you know uh, or they actually said hey like this this drive down you know we get on LeBron. <laughs> but yeah, man. Down by two. Looking scary for the Lakers, man. They'll be, they'll we'll see be all what right. the score looks like at the end. Yeah, we'll see what the, the score looks like at the end. All of the right. Game. Look. So, so last week I said I was going to come with it. I came with it. How many got, you got? I got five. I got five solid ones. Ooh. I might have more. Ooh. Okay. I got three. You yeah, go yeah, yeah. You go first. Okay. Uh, I got one that's forced and two that are just – Obviously, just lunch table questions. Uh, so, man, who decides what is the right thing is? Ooh, you you get into philosophy. Uh huh. Yes, sir. I'm a huge yes, sir. You always have to ask me questions. Uh, I believe it's based on society as a whole on who what's the right thing. I mean, because mm-hmm. uh, that's deep. Because it's it's on two levels. Because you have, like, society as a whole that says what the right thing is, yada, yada, yada. But then you could also get down to, all right, I know, to me, something could be the right thing because that's how I was raised. Your morals, yeah. Ah, that gets tough. But I would say as a whole, usually it's society. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, like, just for an example, like, clothes. The right thing to do would be to wear clothes when you go to the mall now you know and that's just because society has deemed it that it is it is common decency to be dressed when you go out in public now obviously if you went if you were a nudist and you went to a mall naked you wouldn't be harming anybody you wouldn't be hurting anybody technically but it's just a fact of your right. appearance now if you if you were to go to a nudist colony it would be the opposite it would be disrespectful to wear clothes in public because, you know, as a nudist, you your beliefs are not in clothes. So to them, the right thing is to be naked at a mall, to us to be clothed at the mall. So I believe it's that society or that establishment community that determines what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, there's exceptions. Cool, cool, cool. I agree with you on that. And uh, like you said, man, the... Uh... You know, you, you said it's, it, it's two different things, you know, society and then, you know, how you were raised. I really think it, it comes down to, you know, like how you were raised and everything, too. You yeah, know? on a, on a um, like a personal level? A personal level, like like how your morals are and everything, too. So, you know, that obviously take you have to take that into effect as well. What, what do you think, Trey? Uh, Same thing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Trey, cool, a man cool, of cool, many cool. words. <laughs> All right, man. Second question. What is the difference between living and existing? (laughs) I told you I had to. Last week was a little weak, man, so I had to fire it back up. Trey, I'm going to let you go first. That way you can't say the same thing. (laughs) Living and existing. Well, you ain't never thought about that in your entire life, huh? (laughs) He just just a sophomore, man. (laughs) I don't know. All right, look. Aren't they like the same? I mean, you you can have you can't have one without the other, but one can be without the other. 
Like you can exist. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. It depends. So the difference between you said living and existing, right? So mm-hmm. existing is just being like being, being alive. Like if you're alive and you're just present, conscious, not even conscious, you can be unconscious and exist. Like if you are a thing, you exist. Now I feel like mm-hmm. living is like existing with a purpose, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of one in the same, but one has a uh, like a, a a a value to it on top of it. So existing is just being, mm-hmm. but being with a purpose is living. It's like the difference between living and like thriving. On this, you know, because mm-hmm. you can just be make bare like making it day to day, barely making it. Yeah, you're alive, but you're not thriving, which is kind of the same concept with just existing and like actually living life. That's what mm-hmm. I think the difference is. Cool, 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 cool. I agree with you on that too, as well, man. Um, uh, last one sports question it can be in any sport basketball, football, baseball, tennis, soccer, whatever you please. What athlete do you wish that never had like a a serious? Oh, you already know where I'm going with this one. Oh, man. Who? Trey. D Rose. Yeah. Under Trey. D Rose. D Rose. See, I would see. I knew you were going to say. I knew y'all were going to say that. I I just had a feeling as soon as that question popped into my mind. I knew y'all were going to say D Rose. Of course. If you are a fan of the sport of basketball, then you know the most like heartbreaking like thing in the basketball history is the adversity through injury my man Derrick Rose has been through. Because yeah. before the injury, like you're talking the potential he had, I honestly believe if he had never got hurt, he would probably be in the talks as one of the greatest players of our mm-hmm. era. I honestly believe mm-hmm. that. And I still think he could, you could make that argument with just you know what he did before his injury. But Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Heartbreaking. I saw uh wasn't his birthday not that long ago. It was like two it was like Yeah, two so ago. I saw like the tributes and stuff. Bro, I, I I'm not I didn't cry. I'm not a crier and I don't get very emotional that easily. But your boy was fighting back them tears, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's it's sad just the whole thing, you know, just you know, number one pick, got drafted to his home. Youngest to win MVP. Bro, trying to put on his home team to get to the, you know, just to win a championship just for the for the city. And then, you know, he, you know, has the ACL surgery, uh, ACL injury. Multiple uh, ACL injuries. And then he had an MCL injury because he had injuries when he was the Knicks. All of mm -hmm. that. And he messed up his meniscus. Was it back-to-back seasons where he tore his Yes, ACL? I think it was back-to-back ACL. Then he did – he had a MCL and a meniscus in the same injury, like in the same, like, knee mess up. Jesus. But what makes me so happy, he bounced back, bro. He did. That 50-point game really solidified that, like, you know, he back. still got it. Like, I'm almost – I'm, like, so happy. I don't think I've ever been more proud of somebody that I've never met my entire life than Derrick Rose. <laughs> I don't know this man. I've never seen him in person. I've never, like, 
been to a game and saw him in person, like with my own eyes, but like watching him go through that. Cause I saw a story where he said he was going to quit. Like he was so close to just retiring because of the injuries, but he was like, I'm not done yet. And came back like mm-hmm. that. Oh my gosh. I love to see it. Same here, man. Uh, so my pick, obviously, I mean, obviously it would have been Derrick Rose, but I knew that y'all were going to pick that. Mine, mine probably would have been definitely had to put Brandon Roy up there. Ooh, Brandon Roy. I forgot about Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy and man. I'm going to put Grant Hill up there, too. Grant Hill? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Grant Hill. I don't think you understand. Like, ah, that's you, a tough like, one for me. I'm not going to lie. Grant Hill, well, the thing about it is that when he was at Duke, like, they were literally talking about, like, he might be the next big thing. Like, literally, like you can research it and everything. Like, he had so much hype around him and everything. I forgot what he had, what injuries he had. I, I want to say one of them was a back injury. I feel like a lot of people – uh, in the league have back problems and everything. But, yeah, man, him and uh, – Oh, it was also an ankle injury. Yeah. And uh, who else, man? There's another one. Sean Livingston, even though he, you know, has his rings and everything. Yeah. Uh, basic, damn near, like, shouldn't be walking right now. Like, shouldn't have any capabilities of walking. And the man came back and – you know, balled out, got, what, two rings? Yeah, got yeah. two rings. But it's just the fact that, you know, he had to go through that. And obviously, you know, that took away time from him playing and everything and obviously getting back to full health and all that. And I feel like injuries like that, man, like you're just never going to be the same athlete oh, that you were, you close. know? Yeah, same thing with Derrick Rose, man. And Derrick Rose was a he, – he, he relied on his athleticism. Bro, the, the uh, explosiveness from that man. Unheard of! Like I'd never but seen somebody look, so explosive in my entire life. You, but the thing about it, he was that explosive in in high school. If you look at his high school highlights and everything, the way he dunked is is it's crazy. You, it, it's just kind of you don't expect that from a point. Oh, guard. Oh, not you know? at all. He, I feel like him playing like that, kind of like point guards weren't really doing that before him. So I feel no. like him kind of started that wave of like the John Morants and the 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 big heavy like 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 the Westbrooks like the big aggressive dunking point guards. I feel like he started that wave. Mm-hmm. Definitely, trendsetter, low key. To be honest, but uh, what that's it for my questions and everything. What y'all got right. for me, Trey? You got any? Uh, no, no. Trey never has any. <laughs> All right, so I got I got a handful. A lot of them are kind of related. I'm gonna do the related ones first because like they start at okay. one point, and they kind of just go off each other. So, would which one would you rather a zombie apocalypse happen or a nuclear fallout? Nuclear fallout. Hmm. What are the details of the nuclear fallout? So like, it's like post apocalyptic. So there's no like big cities like. Technology is basically, you know, uh, have you seen Book of Beeline? Oh, so it's kind of like That's it's kind of like that, where you know it's back to the trading trade and barter system, and there's not really any like 
technology for real, for real. It's all like mostly desert and just destroyed cities. And you just got to survive. That's tough. That is tough. I think I'm going to go with the zombies. Yeah. I'm going to go with the zombies just because post-apocalypse, you know, everybody's out there trying to, you know, feed for, feed themselves and whoever else is All with right, them, ben, too. That's and, perfect. Mine's zombie apocalypse as well. So now, okay. since I figured most people would pick zombie apocalypse, in the zombie apocalypse, what's your weapon of choice? Any any this weapon trick you could question. possibly think of, what's your weapon of choice? The this ray gun question. from zombies and COD. Okay. Any realistic, <laughs> what, any realistic weapon that actually exists today? Uh, talking about the ray gun from Grand Theft Auto. Um, this is a trick question. I know it is. No, it's not a trick question. I just know what mine is. I feel like I know, but this is a trick question. <laughs> like unlimited ammo, or do you got like? Uh, you if you have a weapon with ammo, it's limited. You have a lot of it. But you have to constantly be like getting more of it. It's not unlimited. Hmm. Here, I'll I'll do this. I'll do this. I'm definitely gonna a. I'm gonna a some type of AR. Some type of AR. Here, <laughs> I'll do one better. It's basically unlimited because you fi- you always get more ammo, but you have to struggle to get the ammo. Like you have to go out. Let's say you have a fortress. You have to leave the fortress to go get more ammo. And, like, every time you go out, you barely survive getting attacked by zombies, but you always make it back. And that's how you always get new ammo. Hmm. If it, yeah, I'm taking I'm, ta- I'm taking the AR, bro. <laughs> mm. Yeah, probably an AR. No? Hmm. An AR or a submachine gun just yeah, for, you I'm know, mobility. Submachine gun. Submachine, I, yeah, it'll probably be them two to be honest, because them assault rifles get a little heavy. Can't can't be running full speed with it, but yeah, probably like, uh, probably like a P ninety, something like that. I I'll see a, a Uzi. So look, my answer was a dependent ma- on y'all's answer. Since both of y'all got guns, mine's definitely a sword. <laughs> if both of y'all, mine is why? Well, at anything, why? Look, sword? All right, like, look, they, look, if you if you if you're in the zombies. You know that with guns, you have to reload at some point. There, the you might have technically unlimited ammo. The magazines are not bottomless. You have to reload at some point. So having someone that doesn't have to reload their weapon while y'all reload is an asset. Because a sword, you never have to reload it. It is always hot and ready to go. But and, to use a sword, you got to be in close but, distance. But that's why I chose a sword. Y'all have guns. So it's just good to have that. Oh my god, that scared me. It's just good to have that diversity with long range weapons. And if we get in close quarters, I got it. If you see what I'm saying? <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, 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 okay. I thought this was just like you go out by yourself. No, no, no. like it it's us three as a squad. Oh, okay. Then okay, that makes oh, sense. Then. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about going out just. Oh like, no, solo! solo. I ain't for that no source solo with all them zombies. I'm getting screwed. If I get surrounded, I'm done. <laughs> that, hey, that's what nah, I was saying. Nah, nah, nah. That's what I was saying. Here's my <laughs> my first answer. It's gonna be an RPG, but then you said we didn't have unlimited ammo. Yeah, you'd have to you'd have to hand reload that every single time. 
Yeah. But we're both yeah. are with guns, and I got I got dual wield swords, so I got two of them, bro. I'm king, king, king. I'm cutting yeah. ass. <laughs> oh and man! Well, y'all reload, and I got our six. So they ain't no if anybody gets close or breaks y'all's little y'all's little you uh, little shooting, I I clean up the close ones. <laughs> All right, now here's the next one that's off of that. This is this is not related to the zombie apocalypse. Related related to the weapons. If you could be a master at any weapon in the world, what would it be? Pistol. Okay. But, mm. yeah. If you do pistol, though, it's only, it's not a gun. It's only a pistol. So you're a master at pistols. Not all guns. Just to clarify. It's like a specific weapon. Yeah. I'll say like a tomahawk. A tomahawk? A master at tomahawk? Mm-hmm. That's an odd weapon. Why not? It's different. You're right. I'm, I'm just this is an odd, an odd weapon to be a master of. Mine. I mean, bro, think about it, bro. A tomahawk. Come on now. Yeah, but I was thinking maybe y'all just ain't. Maybe y'all just don't. Right, well, on, but like, you have I'm to talking. go to war with this weapon. <laughs> like you have to fight with this weapon. It's not just you're a master at it for fun. Like you're you're a master at it to to use it in battle. Well, if that's the case, then <laughs> obviously, like. A pistol, SMG, like actual gun. <laughs> I thought it I was mean, just, just. Yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> I was gonna either say a uh, a sniper rifle or a uh, probably dual swords. I feel like that'd be cool to be a master at. Oh, imagine dual pistols. That'd be yeah. Terrible. That would be clean. Master of dual pistols. Mm. All right, now I got two more. I'm going to save the deepest one last. Well, it's deep to me because I got to explain it. But would mm-hmm. you rather be able to eat anything you want and be built however you want to be built? And like not like you eat whatever you want and not have to worry about getting fat or getting skinny or whatever or health issues from mm-hmm. eating. You eat whatever you want and be built exactly how you want to be built or have perfect skin no matter what happens. So like if you get a big-ass cut from something – it heals and your skin heals back to perfect. It doesn't heal like nah. Wolverine, like super fast. It would heal the same time your skin would normally heal, but instead of a scar, it's perfect, like it was before. First one. Hmm. You taking eat whatever you want over perfect skin? I think I'm gonna take the skin. To be honest, man. Yeah, I might have to take the skin. I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna take the the skin and everything, cause I don't, cause you you don't really realize, dude. Like, if you have a scar or whatever, man, that, yeah, yeah, I, and yeah, like, skin and away. like with perfect skin, when you get 80, your skin's still like from when you're like 25, like it's still perfect. Oh, and now oh, skin. so yeah, I'm definitely like yeah, perfect, like literally, your skin stays perfect. Now I'm not, oh, I'm not saying yeah. you live forever. When you turn 90, you might look 25, but you'll still die. From health, from a health <laughs> problem, it's just your skin on point. Hmm. Still taking the skin. Still taking the skin. Actually, oh. I'm gonna stick with the first one. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going with the skin for sure. Perfect everywhere, head to toe. I gotta take that. Yeah, facts. <laughs> you want you want to punch me in my face? Go ahead. It'll be all right. It's gonna right. Heal. It's all straight. good. Give it a good week. All right. <laughs> Last question. I was thinking about this earlier today. Do you believe in the phrase money can't buy happiness? 
Do you believe it in its entirety? No. No. All right, you got to explain. You got to no. explain. And the reason why is because, yeah, like, yeah, you might have money and everything. It's going to bring you happiness because, obviously, you're stable and everything like that. You can pay what you need to pay, do what you want to do with it. But at the same time, dude, you're still going to have those those people that, you know, keep on nagging you for money or, like, or like, let's say, like, for example, like a family member just – you know, they're just like, oh, like, you don't remember what I did for you and everything. Like, kind of just, just that guilt trip, yeah. you know? Um, stuff like it, it, stuff like that. And uh, like I said, it is, I'm going back to, like, the T.I. Expeditiously. He actually talks about that in one of the podcasts. Uh, I forgot who exactly it was with. But he literally said, he just like, yeah, like, it's cool. I got money and everything. You know, I can do what I want to do, you know, help out who I, I need to help out. But at the same time, he was just like, you know, like, once I help out a family member, they think that I'm supposed to help them out you know, all the time and everything like that. And he's just like, no, like, you know, this is my income. I, I did what I need to do to make this money. And, you know, they're kind of taking advantage of, uh, you know, taking advantage of him just because he has money and everything. Wait, so like are you that. saying so, you, you, are you saying money can't buy happiness? Or are you saying it can? No, it can't. Well, I'm saying it can't because, because the, the, the fact of, you know, like Sam, like the family member thing that I just said, it's just that that aspect that I'm saying. Trey, what what, what was your answer? Uh, I feel like it can to to a certain extent, but for mo- the most part, no. Because like you think about college, most everybody says college is like their favorite times in their life. Who? I said most. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and I mean, for the most part. You're not like rich in college, but like, far from it. You have like a bunch of memories. Some would say the poorest you'll ever be in your entire life. Yeah, and then you have like, hey, that, hey, that I do believe. I do believe that. <laughs> no, I do, I do believe that. Now look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and it might come back to bite me. I believe money can buy happiness. Now let me explain. Wow, look, look, look. look. Wow, curveball. Look, I now I'm not saying it can all the time. I'm saying in general, I don't agree with money can't. Like cannot buy happiness. I believe money has the possibility to buy happiness, but saying can't, I believe is wrong. Like if you don't like if you don't believe if you believe money can't buy happiness, when you get money, give it away. Give all of it away. Go ahead. Give it away. If that's what you believe. Like, in, in full. Now, my thing is, money can buy happiness. It can't buy love. Yeah. Now, some people say, if you yeah. don't have love, you don't have happiness. But you can be happy and not hey, I don't be have no love, love happy. if you get what I'm saying. So, I, like, to me, if you separate it on the basis, I think money can buy happiness. I believe if... I'm trying to make this sound without sounding like a psychopath, but like, like, <laughs> like you said, in college, people are like, it's some of the best time they had in college and they didn't have that much money. All I know is when I was an undergrad, if I came across a few million dollars, I promise you, I would have been a lot more happy when I was an undergrad versus eating pop tarts for dinner on, on the weekends. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a good time, mm-hmm. but I would have been a lot more happy with some money. Now going back to the to the family thing that you said, Calvin, 
you're yeah, you have people nag, but you don't even have to have a lot of money for people to nag you about money. You could just have a decent average job. Like that problem is always gonna be there, but that's also not mm-hmm. your problem. You don't some people, some family members, you don't owe anything to. And you yeah, can just be like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Go about your business. I'm gonna go about mine. It sounds bad and mean, but this is family members that you don't owe anything to. Now, obviously, you know, people that stuck with you, like your parents, if you got, you know, both parents or your mom or dad, whoever like believed in you when nobody else did, that's different, obviously. Or like your mother birthed you, that's different, obviously. But like, yo, third removed cousin that like gave you a piece of gum that one time when your breath stayed, <laughs> that doesn't count. That doesn't count. So I think money can buy like Ever since I got this extra part-time job, I'm bringing in all this extra money that I'm stacking up. I've never been more happy in my entire life than this money I'm stacking up from hustling right now. Like, mm-hmm. it brings me life and energy seeing this money because I'm getting ready to set up my future. And that's what makes me happy mm-hmm. is that I'm becoming financially stable. Mm-hmm. But I feel you. Well, and, and, well, if you put it like that, then I, I see your point and I, ha- and I would have to agree with and you because yeah, obviously... Obviously, you know, like like I said, before I got this job, I was working at Office Depot doing everything almost in the store, dude. And, you know, the compensation, my pay and everything, I really didn't think it matched the work that I was putting in. So I was kind of, you know, I was kind of miserable when I went to work. I was like, I'm doing all this shit and, you know, I'm not getting paid for it. As soon as I got this job, dude, you know, I obviously the pay is better. It's, you know, it's less labor and everything, too. Well, Actually, there's no labor at this new job because I, I have a desk job, basically. So that aspect. But another thing, too, man, is just. It's just the work environment, too, you know, that makes it better, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like coming to work, you know, the people that you're surrounded by are going to help you at the end of the day and just all the other stuff, you know, that comes with it. So, I mean, like you said. You know, I do agree with you on that when you put it in that context well, and everything. Now that so. you say that, it now that you say that, it also makes me think in another perspective. It also, I feel like it also depends on the way that you make your money. So yeah. like mm-hmm. that, so yeah. like obviously, you know, if you're working a job that you don't like, but you're bringing in money, you know, you can be miserable. I get that. I truly believe like that's a thing. But let's say you go to the Let's say you go to the gas station tomorrow and you win the lottery and win two hundred million dollars you did that you didn't work mm-hmm. for. That's different. That money would make you mm-hmm. very happy because you didn't have to oh, do yeah. shit for it. <laughs> the only thing you had to do was get a little coin and just right. and scratch, scratch it off. Man, <laughs> you're an immediate multimillionaire. Like you don't think you'd be happy and running up and down stairs and excited and all that be- because you didn't have to do anything for it. So it also I feel like it's two different things. One, with money can't buy happiness, I disagree with. Money, but I feel like if it was like money, uh, money doesn't mean happiness, I agree with. But saying money can't, as in like it is impossible for money to buy happiness, I totally disagree with. Mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from now. I see yeah, where you're it's coming just, from now. It's just and the I, word and I, I, can't, I, that, that is why I disagree. When it says like, because can't means like no, absolutely not. That's what I disagree with. There's no yes. way. There's no way it could. Like yeah, you're just uh, just literally just secluding exactly. it out. So that's what I disagree. Yeah. With. Okay. It, it when you put it like that, I I will have to agree with you on that and everything that we talked about. Uh, you know, too. So yeah, I I will agree with you on that. 
you know, I'd be cutting so, a little deeper into it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. All right. I think that's all we got. I can't wait for my mic. Oh, well, yeah. When my mic comes in, I might have to do some audio testing with it. Make sure I'm doing it right for next week. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got any last words before we do these, uh, before we tell you all these podcasts I should check out before we sign off? Uh, same thing as last week, man. Do what you got to do. Stay out the way and stay safe, man. Just take care of yourself. Keep hustling. All positive energy. Don't even look. I almost, I almost let out some negative energy at Walmart, but the <laughs> register, the register lady saved me. Just all positive energy you put out is going to come back to you. Trey, you got any words for the people? Uh, I do not. Trey is a man of many words, people. Y'all heard it here first. Uh, Calvin, uh, go ahead and uh, tell people again those podcasts that you should check out. Um, so obviously TED Talks, a lot of people probably already know about that. Um, Ti's expeditiously. Um, I don't know if he's on Spotify or Apple. Um, but he does have the uh, YouTube channel and everything. That's what I look at. Um, all the smoke with Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson. That is on Apple, Spotify, and they also do have their series, uh, the actual visual of it. Um on uh what's it called uh youtube as well same thing with the no chill gill uh podcast it's on spotify apple and then also the visuals on youtube check it out uh let me know uh actually well find us let find us know uh not let find us know but uh email find us you know just your comments and everything on the podcast and everything like that too cool cool for mine uh fighter the kid fantastic super funny entertaining uh it's brendan schaub and brian callen uh and tighten up with jordan and kim i don't know their last names jordan and kim there you guys should also follow their instagram it's tighten up pod on instagram just tighten up pod check that stuff out uh their stuff's really to get you woke on like social issues and music and all that good stuff out there great stuff i love listening to both of those every week and that's all we got, and we'll check y'all next week. This is the Guardians of 615. We are out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.